And furthermore, doesn't use the Nexus to save them. Hmm. What is the Nexus? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I may be in trouble. Captain's Pod, Stardate 82.55.23.2. Welcome aboard the Starships Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of CinemaSins to debate the universe of Star Trek. I'm your captain, Ian Whittington, and with me today, he couldn't spell Mutara if Ian's job depended on it. It's Admiral Jeremy Scott. Fucking dude. And Phaser, he barely knew her. It's Admiral, it's Chief Arbiter. Chris Atkinson. Mm. Yes, I arbit all the time. Uh-huh. I'm always arbiting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Arbiter yes. and barely newer. Okay, slightly different. There's no Ambassador Danae this week. Um, and we're going to do something very, very different. So this was spawned when we were writing the Generations Sins video. And I made a comment, very innocently, that I think Generations is the darkest Trek movie that we've had today. Jeremy just jumped in and said, Ian, you're full of shit. And I would I would take you down on a public format. Is that is that how it went? I don't believe so, but go ahead. No, <laughs> it, it was it was much kinder than that. So we decided to kind of put this debate to the test in a in a weird new format for the pod. And Chris politely volunteered. I don't know that you volunteered. I don't think I did, but no. I said okay. Mm-hmm. He's gonna step in as an impartial arbiter of of whether whether or not Generations is the darkest Trek movie. So this is this the question is Star Trek Generations is the darkest Trek movie question mark. Which I just, actually that's the statement. See. see again I'm not <laughs> I'm not prepared for this debate. I came prepared to argue a specific other Trek movie oh. is the darkest. I did not come prepared to actually I don't know shit about Generations. So um <laughs> I'm we- only here ready to say I did not see. This is just. This is why people should talk instead of because <laughs> little meetings. I I have. I'm here to argue that 2009 J.J. Abrams Star Trek is the darkest Star Trek movie of all time. It it works. Let's let's just do that. So the debate is which is the darker darker <laughs> Star Trek movie? Is it Generations or is it Star Trek 2009? <laughs> to be fair, I think you've made your job harder because you could have pulled from every Star Trek movie. And now I'm confident that I'm going to destroy frankly, you. Frankly, I think we've got the two darkest ones here. I honestly do. I know. I, I think we do. I don't think you could make a and, case. And not even the one called Into Darkness. Right? Well, know, seriously. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, that mm-hmm. one's pretty dark, but I don't think it's darker than either of these two movies. Okay. So how this is going to do, go, Galula, how this is going to go. Jeremy and I are going to have an opening statement. Very brief. Very quick. Then there will be, if I've done this right, six very small rounds. And we will alternate who makes their point. Whoever isn't making the point makes a rebuttal to the point. Now, if the point stands, Chris awards a point to the person making the point. Point. I've said point so many times. If the rebuttal stands, no points are awarded. So there are a maximum of six points that can be won here. Yes, that is correct. The line <laughs> must be drawn here. This yeah. far. No further. No further. <laughs> So. Just blow up the damn ship, John Luke. <laughs> I love that so much. If you were not my captain, I would kill you where you stand. <laughs> okay, I mean, none of that has come from Generations or from nope. or from 2009. Nope. I love it. Nope. Okay, any questions before we start? Please say no. 
Uh, you know, I guess technically you guys could have both have zero as right mm -hmm. at the end of the like. Well, after, after after any particular round, you could end mm -hmm. up being zero because one could say this is the worst, and then the other person says no, it's not, and I'm like, yeah, that's a good point, <laughs> and then you yeah. get zero. Correct. And then and then the other person's like, this is why I think this one's the darkest, and the other one's like, nah, mm -hmm. I disagree, and I'm like, good point. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, we've really failed if that happens, or someone's really succeeded. But I think we all end up being losers either way. Mm -hmm. But especially mm -hmm. the listeners. <laughs> yep. It's, yeah. Mm -hmm, agreed. But hey, the, you're here, so there isn't there is a contingency for that. There is an eventuality. We will make a final close. It sounds like I'm just making up this eventuality on the spot. I'm not. I've yeah. planned this. Yeah. We will each have a closing statement at the end as well. Should a decider not already be decided? And Chris will just have to decide. Just on a synthesis of the episode and the points that he's heard, this man's just going to make a ruling. Okay? Mm. Okay? That's okay. that's just how it's going to be. All right. <laughs> oh, All man. Right. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Jeremy, as the guest. Oh. You, no, shall I do my opening statement first? Okay, yes. I'm, I'm making my opening statement first. All right. Okay. I don't want no guest privileges. ChatGPT defines a dark movie as something that can refer to a few different things depending on context. But generally, it is a term used to describe a film with such a serious and often grim tone. That's a weird sentence. These movies often explore heavy or difficult themes such as death and crime. They can also be described as gritty or edgy. My argument is that Generations is all of those things in, an, in abundance. And Jeremy will throw out things like the destruction of Vulcan... <laughs> And and stranding your captain on a nice planet and something about Winona Ryder. But I don't think any of that stands up against family. <laughs> Winona Ryder instantly makes everything dark, yes. yes. <laughs> and 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 generations we're talking about legacy and family. And and there's nothing grimmer or darker than robbing somebody of that. Jeremy, your opening statement. Uh people of the court. Uh, Ian did not tell me I was required to have an opening statement. Don't wait for the translation. Answer me while, now. <laughs> while creating an opening statement himself with the help of an AI. Uh, this purports... <laughs> Which is very Star Trek. ...to be a very uh, lopsided debate. I think Generations is too silly a movie to have any of its darkness taken seriously, and I will refute and rebut everything Ian says, or... Cut his salary. Oh, oh. <laughs> Worth it. I will, off the record, take a salary cut. I'm going to cut that out. I'm not taking a salary cut um, if, I, if I lose this. Okay, are we, are we ready for round one? Let's fucking see what happens. <laughs> Let's go. Yep. My first point. My, wait. <laughs> now, my first point is that Star Trek Generations is literally the darkest movie because it is the darkest lit. It is, it is literally filmed darker than any movie that you've ever seen. Not just inside of the Star Trek universe, but any film ever. Now, you can argue that there's like some comparison between the TV show, but it is so, so dark. Everything is amber. Everything is very, very, very monotone and very, very dark. And it makes it impossible to see anything that's going on or really appreciate some of the key moments. And we all know that Star Trek 2009 has a lot of lens flare. So must, by definition, be the brighter of the two movies. I end my point. Uh, that's some Mickey Mouse shit. <laughs> and if you win this debate because of that one point, um, I will appeal. 
to the higher powers. Uh, we're talking about, you read the definition of dark, you dick. It was about <laughs> themes and trauma and loss and mourning. And your first point out of the gate, the best point you have to make is it's literally darker. <laughs> I didn't say best point, just my first. But still. I'm saving the big guns. That's not putting your best foot forward. So uh, I also don't think you're correct. Uh, and I don't think it's like, demonstrably provable which one is literally darker so you also chose something subjective um that is my rebuttal <laughs> all right so i'm gonna vote on this huh? <laughs> okay um i i agree with uh, jeremy on this oh. one uh i think that filming something darkly does not make it the darkest uh at all and i i came here looking for the themes and the characters and uh now you're you're trying to you're trying to get some uh artificial thing past me as the uh as the uh, the winning point and uh i i will i will say that uh, jeremy wins his rebuttal and there are zero points on okay i i swung big and it didn't pay off zero <laughs> points awarded jeremy all right uh, my first point is going to be about having uh, your parents die. Um, and um, Generations has a parent die off screen. Um, and uh, 2009 Star Trek from J.J. Abrams shows us two parents that die. One, as his child is being born and he's sacrificing his own life so that child can live. Two, when Spock has to watch his own mom die right in front of his face. That's trauma. End of point. My, my rebuttal to that is that Generations, Generations burns his family alive. His brother, his nephew, his nephew who is 10 years old, burned alive in his family home. Picard now cannot go back home because it doesn't exist other than the ashes of, of his nephew, which is the last of the Picards, and <laughs> and there will be no more. Look at that face, mm, podcast mm. listeners. I have just shown a picture of Picard crying. There, but we, there will be more. Look at that face. As far as generations, <laughs> you can't use visual aids. As you <laughs> just because you're the producer of the show, <laughs> this fucking thing is rigged. No, no. <laughs> and what was the other point you made? Dies in front. I I would argue that at least Spock has some closure. He tried his best to save his mother, and and if the the, the the cliff fell away from him, and he was transported to safety. Picard was powerless. Picard was in the arse end of space, just washing his tights. And at home, yes. his family is burning. <laughs> he could have saved them, but didn't. And furthermore, doesn't use the Nexus to save them. End of mm. rebuttal. What is the Nexus? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I may be in trouble. How much time do we have? <laughs> so, really, really quick. The Nexus is a time-traveling energy beam that can take you to any point in time that you want. And, and Picard fucks up and goes into the Nexus and is like, take me back to six minutes before I fucked up instead of six mm. weeks before I fucked up to save his family. That's dark. Okay. Picard is uh, dark for not I saving gotcha, his family. Gotcha. Is the burning of the family on screen? Technically. It's a telegram. It's a, it's a Star Trek telegram. Yeah, it's a Star Trek telegram. It is not on mm -hmm. screen. No. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, yeah. You know what? Even if you don't see it, though, that's awfully dark. You're absolutely correct. Um, mm. And considering that uh, that opening scene of Star Trek is like, uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of sad, but I don't know if it's as sad as the whole family. So I'm going to go with Ian's rebuttal on this one. And nobody is awarded points in the Nobody's first round. Nobody's going to win points the apparently. whole day. It's a high uh, scoring yeah. round. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, you got to make some really good points in your opening argument uh, because it doesn't take much for rebuttal, probably, uh, if you if you not. So. Mm -hmm. okay. so I while I, I agree that the opening of Star Trek, uh, the J.J. Abrams is dark. Um, I don't think it quite uh, matches that. Uh, so I think that's fair. I th of course, I think that's fair because Jeremy isn't getting a point. <laughs> okay, my second point. Now, this is going to be tricky, and if I was rethinking the rules of this debate, I would change. Did them. you say it was going to be tricky? Tricky. I did not. Mm. Um, okay. <laughs> because my next point is that Picard's entire family dies in a fire. <laughs> they are burned to death. However. My angle here, as my actual point, is that not just does his family die, his legacy dies. Picard says, I, and I'm going to bring up the crying picture of Picard again, he says that he was happy giving up a family for his career. He didn't need a family. He's just going to go off into space and he can, he can be the captain he wants to be, comfortable in the knowledge that the line would go on, the Picard family name would continue generations robs him of that and genuinely that always pissed me off because well, i want to see more picards and we're not talking about whatever has happened in the in the future and whatever oh, yes we happened. are no we're Just not at wait. the point of generations there is no more picards and he doesn't think he's going to be a good dad he has no inkling on wanting a child generations took the best star trek character and tore him down ripped apart every life decision that he's made all of the he says it himself all of the sacrifices that he's made to be in starfleet because he knew that his brother had a had a son and they were going to carry on and be happy and and he wanted to the nephew wanted to join starfleet as well and he would stargaze but no more because he died in a fire um and 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 furthermore the villain uses that against him saying isn't time the fire in which we burn malcolm Malcolm McDowell? Yeah, Malcolm well, McDowell. It's an absolute... Yeah. But, well, he's not a bastard. Soren is an absolute bastard. Just uses that pain against him. That is, that is my point. That, that Generations kills the legacy of Picard. And that's that's dark. That's that's. It's not really that dark. Um, <laughs> reasonably sure that Picard ends the movie Generations with a working penis. Um, <laughs> you don't and, know no yeah. legacy is ever completely dead just look at bob de niro um as long as you have a working penis um mm. and uh i don't even think it's all that dark to lose your legacy um because we put too much value on that and uh yeah his brother was an asshole that's the end of my rebuttal <laughs> yes he was <laughs> did he deserve to die in a fire i didn't say that you i said know, he was an asshole <clears throat> so uh, taking a look at this this argument, and I don't know if we have differing uh, definitions of legacy. Uh, for me, Picard has quite the legacy as a captain of mm -hmm. uh, the Enterprise, and um, that his loss of family doesn't really wreck his legacy that much. Even if you said his family has died, yes, that's a sad thing. 
um, that I was getting stuck on that word during this whole thing that his legacy was ruined, which I disagree with because he goes on to, uh, he's, you know, ostensibly one of the most popular captains. I mean, of mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. Star Treks and, uh, people still, uh, you know, I mean, it's, he's had so many great adventures and everything. So, uh, and has always looked to as a, as a leader. So, Looking at Jeremy's rebuttal of this, uh, yes, he has a working penis at the end of it. And if he wants to uh, continue the Picard line, he is very uh, inclined. He should be inclined to do so. If that's, does, such a, if that's something that if that's something that bothers him so much. So I am going to say no points awarded on this one either. The rebuttal wins. I didn't even have to bring up his son, Ian. Ha ha. No, ha. you didn't. Kind of. I may. Looking back, I should have clarified how much value he places on the Picard name. But well, too late. Too late. That's okay. Man. All right, my second point is that this movie, 2009 Star Trek, destroys two entire civilizations. Now, the, the ribbon in generations destroys some planets, which Wikipedia says had some millions of people. But you don't know who they are. You don't care. 240 not, million. You don't know who they are. They're just nameless space people, uh, like, you know, robot minions that you can kill in Age of Ultron without feeling bad. Um <clears throat> But in Star Trek 2009, it's the goddamn Romulans and Vulcans, two of the most important non-human races, civilizations in all of Trek lore. And JJ wipes them both out in one goddamn movie. That's dark as fuck. End of point. Mm. Mm. My counterpoint lies oddly in similarity to to my point that I made in number two. There are 10,000 Vulcans remaining. There are also a similar number of Romulans remaining in each timeline. The population of Viridian 4, which is 240 million and is a pre-warp cave-like person um, civilization, wiped out, blinked, out of, out of existence, no more, done, eradicated, ruined. There's not 10,000 that made it off, off the planet. Now, I know for the people out there shouting that that was reset and the planet wasn't actually blown up. Full disclosure, the planet survived. (laughs) However, the point stands that an entire species was wiped out. The Romulans and Vulcans survived. And you know what? It's not actually that dark because it brought the galaxy together (laughs) in the prime timeline. (laughs) It's, I shit you not, Starfleet and Romulus work together. It brings the galaxy together. <clears throat> Vulcan getting blown oh. up brings the galaxy together. They unite against the madman Nero. Just sort of Starfleet can dominate shit. End of point. <laughs> Ian, you nearly lost it with that last part of the honest. argument. I had to be you, honest. You Everyone nearly survives. lost it with that one. I Weighing this <clears throat> together, I mean, obviously... Yes, we have heard of the Romulans, and we have heard of—is it the Vulcans that you said to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in, in the, yes, we have heard of those races, and yes, we haven't heard of who the 240 million that died or whatever. But guess what? I don't give a fuck about the Romulans or the Vulcans either. <laughs> I don't, I only know—I only know a couple of them, and they're probably assholes. So name one Romulan, um, Jeremy. Name that's one. the <laughs> single best point 
I have to make. So I am not going to win this. It is either going to be a draw or Ian's going to win this because I have no better points to make. Uh, if we're going one. to if we're gonna go by sheer numbers and blah blah blah, I mean I don't like doing that either. You I don't know how many Romulans died on Romulus. I didn't count eighteen might have been more than two hundred and forty million. Eighteen billion Romulans, oh. I think. And eight oh, really? billion Vulcans. Yeah. Oh, Convenient. According to what source? The internets. Oh, <laughs> the internet. It, mm. I think it's stated in the movie. I think. You think. The Romulan one definitely is. Hey, I'm not going to argue Jeremy's side for him. They say five Romulans died. But I do I, I, I do like this idea that just, you know, like these planets just get blown up. Like, well, we didn't know them. So, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 one of those things like the 240 million people we don't know the race of they're people they're living things um so yeah i'm going to award no points on this and i am such a great arbiter aren't i i'm just you are i uh that was the point i was most worried about because it's the one i have Mm. a graphic for because i knew i knew it was coming i knew i was going to get sucker punched with with (laughs) endangered species bring on your last bullshit point my last point is data a character we love gets emotions he gets an emotion chip what's the first thing that happens when data gets an emotion chip he has a panic attack which results in his best friend geordie being kidnapped and tortured that's pretty dark they kind of imply that geordie is dead at one point i know that's bullshit it's fine we know he's gonna live it's not that kind of movie but data has to like a third of the movie is data wrestling with the fact that the thing that he's sought after his entire life, emotions and to be human, has resulted in his best friend getting kidnapped. And because his best friend gets kidnapped, the information they get out of him results in the destruction of the Enterprise as well. Uh, probably the two best characters of Star Trek, the Enterprise and Data, get destroyed because Data gets emotions. The thing that he spent seven seasons trying to, trying to, trying to get hold of. Everything about TNG just gets pulled apart in generations. They gave zero fucks about the people attaining the things that they want. It's like, yeah, you can have them, and it's gonna fuck everything. And 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 it it reminds us how we have to deal with our own emotions as well and the consequences. And 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 I think that is pretty fucking dark. Before uh, Jeremy gets to his rebuttal. Uh... How does Data getting emotions lead to Geordi getting kidnapped again? So they're aboard the um, the Amagosa Observatory, and they're doing some, like, running some diagnostics and shit, and Soren comes out of nowhere and is like, fuck you guys, I'm going to steal Geordi and his visor. And Data, they get into, like, a big firefight, Riker turns up, and Riker is like, Data, grab Geordi, go get him! And Data's just like... <laughs> can't and just like it's almost literally rocking backwards and forwards crying because he's so scared and he's just he was goofing off which means he didn't see soren coming and then he has a big old panic attack understandably and then his best friend gets kidnapped and beamed away because he wasn't there mm-hmm. all right jeremy you're a- i mean data storyline here and in most of the next generation films is usually largely disconnected from what's going on because they don't know what to do with him give him emotions or take him away and give him emotions take him. he's laughing he's crying he's trying alcohol he thinks it's gross um they just don't know what to do with data at this point and i don't think it's particularly dark that his first emotion is being scared he is by all accounts at that point an infant as it comes 
uh, emotionally. And my final point uh, about 2009 Star Trek uh, will be much stronger than this one I'm arguing against, but I don't want to use my data, my information uh, to rebut this because then I won't have a point to make in the final column. Um, I think that should be taken into consideration because I, I, I did do that. If you want to talk about trauma, um, we can talk about trauma. I don't mm. think being scared and seeing somebody get kidnapped is all that big of a deal. Yeah, I think my official yeah. rebuttal to this was, is this. <laughs> oh, yep, yep, yep. Watch there you the go. video. There you go. Watch the video on the Sin Club at, at Patreon.com to find out what that gesture was. If you can't guess, <laughs> I bet they know. Um, taking, taking, taking this. Uh, yeah, it, what what Jeremy's saying here about data's uh, the making it a plot point essentially that uh, let's make data like uh, useless so he can't save Jordy. And I'm like, why can't Star Trek people be smarter about this, right? The, why can't they just uh, you shut your mouth? Not send, not send Data on this journey. Not, not, not have him responsible for Jordy at all. Yeah, like that makes no sense to me. Like he's obviously having a panic attack. I'm, I'm gonna go with Jeremy's rebuttal here. Damn it! Uh, you guys, you, you, I award no points That's on this one as well. Insane. Okay, so Star Trek 2009 has some really actually dark trauma stuff in it um particularly where people force other people to either experience trauma or relive trauma so nero forces spock on the ice planet to watch vulcan explode that's fucked up watch your i'm so mad at you i'm gonna make you watch your entire civilization implode actually the red matter makes them implode and then later on that same spock will tell young kirk you have to be captain of this vessel so you have to get back on the enterprise and then you have to basically traumatize Spock, berating him on the bridge in front of people about how he let his mom die and didn't save her so that he will have an emotional outburst. And then his Spock logic will go, I'm too emotional to be captain right now and step down. That's fucked up. End of point. It must not even compute to you. <laughs> um, my rebuttal is that you have made an excellent point. And that, yes, I will argue that is quite dark. However, <laughs> it is it is dark for Spock. I don't think it's dark for the audience because this is a, a very nondescript event. We see the planet implode and it's nobody that we really care about, nobody that we really know about. It's in an alternate timeline that we don't really care about. You care because... about Winona Ryder. <laughs> and Spock, yeah, has has to watch it. But he, he acts very logically. I, I think it would be darker if Spock had just given given up and and just been like, you know what? There's nothing there's nothing more to live for now. Everything is gone. It's not my universe anyway, it doesn't matter. And and the fact that they end up on the same planet together by fluke and end up on the same part of the planet is just such a ton of bullshit that it's distracting from the darkness of that moment because you're like oh hey yeah he's just watched his planet die that really really that that wait a minute why is kirk here how did they bump into each other and it's undercut by the bullshit from the darkness yes kirk turning up within meters of spock is is he runs into the same damn cave what just by accident and it's just it's it is it is undercut and um that is the end of my rebuttal 
Ian, you are exactly right that nobody gives a fuck about who kill, got killed on that Vulcan planet. You're absolutely correct. I, I, I'm totally with you on that. Um, uh, the, the plot points notwithstanding, which I don't think has anything to do with how dark it is or not, uh, is going to end up giving Jeremy a point uh, on this one. <laughs> Uh, I knew you were going to mention you, that. You gave it a good try, but I had to weed through all the bullshit uh, in order to... Distracting from the darkness. <laughs> I'm like, pull from something. What do you do? You send stuff. Um, yeah, the oh connection my would be there. Oh my god. I, I, I knew that was going to be one of your points, and I hand on heart. The living through trauma stuff is dark as, as shit. And then he's given Kirk all of the tools to fuck with his he younger really self. Mm. Like, th I agree. That's some dark shit, even for a Vulcan. Um, <laughs> I can't one point. I <laughs> Hey, you only lost enough. by one. one I, thought, I honestly <laughs> thought it was going to be a landslide. But oh. I, oh. I was awarded more. I, I do have... This Perhaps under a different format, you might be looking at a, a point back and forth. Uh -huh. But with the rebuttal system, it kind of it kind of kind of hard to score points, especially if you don't if you know if you come up with a point that's fairly weak, and then mm. the other person's like ah whatever, and then just like shits on your point. Then yeah, I mean you don't have much of a a shot. A it's true. But it's if you're just it's on on it's just like on the you know like the burning family alone you probably mm. get a point and then jeremy gets a point for talking about the, the dark bullshit of you know kurt's uh mother dying and mm -hmm. father dying, parents dying so exactly no one cares yeah yeah so um so so yeah i think i think both of you have made good points it's mm -hmm. just that the rebuttals ended up being stronger in some ends but you know what let the audience decide i'm sure the audience will be like chris is such a such a dumbass or whatever you know and i'm like yeah i know i am i don't i i i think it's only me that comes out as the dumbass after like i knew that last point was going to be a big one and i just don't have a good answer for it like genuinely if you guys have a good answer there go to the discord go to <laughs> captain's pod twitter email us at captain's pod uh, no, captain's pod at cinemasins.com are we full of shit is jeremy full of shit is i mean we, we, are. Shit? we are we are but maybe not about this yeah Jeremy, congratulations Thank on, you. on winning Thank the you. first debate. I have a closing word that I would like to say. Okay. <laughs> Over this last hour, I feel that I have shown Generations is darker in theme, tone, and lumens. And despite losing, Jeremy, I would just like to say that at no point in your rambling response were you even anywhere close to what could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. <laughs> I would have awarded you no points. <laughs> And may Spock have mercy on our souls. That, uh, oh. that Billy Madison reference really rings home on the Star Trek pod. Yes, <laughs> right? For sure. Uh -huh. <laughs> massive crossover. Massive Venn diagram there. Exactly, yes. Amazing. Adam Sandler once had a cameo in Star Trek. Did he? <laughs> God, I wish I he did. Awesome. I would believe that. I would believe that. That's amazing. Everybody else did. Or was it six? It was six that had Christian Slater and yeah. Ashley Judd. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Wait, was Ashley Judd in six? I know she was in TNG. She may have gotten cut. Maybe she was just on the show. Yeah, she was in I an episode know. of TNG. She was Wesley's Christian Slater girlfriend. just shows up and yeah. like he was fresh off the set to pump up the volume and yeah. he was yeah. like, Aaron, like, give me a line. Like, yeah. Hey, Captain, you're needed on the bridge. He's, he seems so yeah. happy to be there. Right. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Jeremy, for joining us. Thank you for listening to this bullshit. I'm sure we will never do this again. And until next time, <laughs> live long and podsper. 
thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Is he going to put up first contact? Yes! He's going to put up first contact! Oh! I think I have generation somewhere, too. I have to find that. That, I'm going to see if I can find that real quick. Okay, that could be some bias. If you've already, uh-huh, because you've decided that I'm going to win. But yeah, I think you should. <laughs> the Mutara Mutari Nebula. So I wouldn't change yeah. a thing. Like, <laughs> I don't think I screwed him. That's not a spelling <laughs> error. That's a naming <laughs> error. He got the name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of glad that you went that strict on it, to be honest. <laughs> I've always, I always hated it when, like, you'd watch uh, Jeopardy or something like that. And, like, they were off a little bit and mm. they'd be like yeah it's okay we knew what you meant and it's like no no you even I don't know like you that. don't yeah i haven't seen generations in forever uh and he's his counterpoint is that it's just not he's not gonna come up with another movie arguably he has the easier battle here now i think he's gonna focus on a star trek movie as like the bulk of his argument but mm-hmm. in general all he has to do is convince you that generations isn't Mm-hmm. And that any of the others could be. Okay. So, yeah, I'm. I, what started off as me being really confident has shifted. There, there is a friend of mine who really likes Deep Space Nine, and mm-hmm. I, um, and I started watching it, and I thought that it was all right. I just, I don't, <laughs> I, I wasn't like riveted enough to just be like, I'm going to watch this every day until uh-huh. I finish all the episodes. So I'm still like, I think on season one, episode nine or 10 or something like that. And genuinely the really cool stuff. And I hate saying this doesn't happen until like season four or five. Really? And then from season, like halfway through season four onwards, it's then you will be at a point where you have to watch every single episode to see how everything plays out. But those Mm. first three seasons, it kind of lost its way. Well, it couldn't find its way. And... It's like the most unapologetic Star Trek to get into. Because it's like, I don't give mm. a shit if you've never seen Star Trek before. You should have an education. You should already know this. And I'm not going to bother yeah. explaining anything. you just got to know who all of these people are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, yeah, it's a rough one to get into if you haven't seen a lot of other stuff. I have this, uh, you know, this, I guess this modern day mind about TV series where I'm like, you know back in the day they had to fill a 23 26 whatever 26 episode for Star Trek, yeah yeah um you know season and so there's so much filler in all of them because mm-hmm. it's like well we had to do 26 yeah, so we, like imagine being in a writer's room and you're just like look i guess i guess we do a thing where everyone's a cat in this episode like because <laughs> you've got to fill that that entire bank it absolutely makes sense why they did it back in the day because there weren't that there weren't a lot there wasn't a lot of competition mm-hmm. cable networks weren't making uh original shows uh they had to fill that those that time slot with something that people enjoyed uh or else they would lose so many advertising dollars and they had to you know store up for the rerun season in the summer uh so it was it w- it made sense and i think our minds were not as uh attuned to the fact that stuff was filler mm-hmm. back in the day when they made that stuff but when now you go back and you realize oh yeah that was that was they they just took it took a day off on that one yeah uh, yeah 
They you know? let the B team write that write that one. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, they used to also do that thing, like the Simpsons would do it. All sitcoms would do it. They'd have an episode that start off like a new episode, but then it was like, let's reminisce about <sighs> the things that happened, and it's a uh-huh. big clip show. Friends would do yeah. it a lot. Yeah. Um. There's only one of those in Star Trek. And that's the, weirdly, it's the season finale of season two of TNG, because Mm. that was the 1988 writer's strike. And that was the only season that was like 20 episodes instead of 26. And Mm. that last episode, they were like, we are out. We are, we have got nothing. So we need anything. And Riker falls into a coma and has flashbacks. Oh my God. The rest of his career on the Enterprise and... All of like the most traumatized. So they have to induce bad memories. No, they start inducing good memories because they think that's going to cure him and wake him up. And so he starts getting horny. And it's all like the, all of that, seriously, all the times that he's made out with someone or like just done something crazy. And they're just like, oh no, he's slipping deeper into the coma. Let's traumatize him. So they then hard shift, kill that boner, and push him into the (laughs) most traumatic memories that he's had over the last two years, and that wakes him up. Um, Yeah, that's the closest Star Trek got to a clip show, and it's not. Yeah, it's not a loved episode. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. (laughs) I, full disclosure, I've never been on a debate team. I have never created a debate. So here's here's the rules that I want to get through. Before we I start, I like how you go. I have no experience. <laughs> no, I have created rules. Yes, mm-hmm. this is going to be very much like the Captain's Pod Live Show, where I just made up rules, and they may or may not hinder Jeremy. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. 